2: So it's a big welcome uh, to Terry Gibson. Hello, Terry. Good afternoon, Danny. To Bobby Gould. Hi, Dan. And I think the show wouldn't work without Liverpool player, so the, the bravest of that 11 who <laughs> turned up to talk to today, our own friend here at Talk Sport, of course, Ray Houghton. Hi, Ray. Uh, good evening to you, Dan. <clears> Listen, guys, we have got uh, two hours in which to talk about the run to the final, the final itself and what it's meant for both clubs and for football. But I think we would be better, I think we would be best to use the uh, early stages of the show just to talk about the game. Although it's only 25 years ago, and I'm sure you, many of you have memories as clear as bells about what was going on, the game has changed so, so much. First of all, let's just talk about the FA Cup um, now it has occasionally been a sideshow. we're forever talking about oh it's the game that's bringing the FA Cup back to life it wasn't so in 1988 it was a hugely important
3: tournament it was Danny I mean uh, all of us grew up watching the FA Cup it was a very special day it used to be, you know, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, and that was when the TV actually picked up their schedule. You know, they'd be around the hotels of both teams. You'd see the lads outside their windows talking to people, you know, getting ready for the day ahead, breakfast, and then what the, the travelling to the ground and everything went with it. It used to be a, a unique occasion, and it was for us then. You know, I loved the FA Cup. I think it was one of the best tournaments around. I've, it's sad to see the demise over the last few years and the way that teams treat it fairly early on and you know they put out you would call weakened teams in the early rounds, and it's not till you get the quarterfinals, semi-finals they actually start taking it seriously. But it was a, it was a unique. And uh, let me just start. I'm
2: going to ask tournament. the Wimbledon boys about it in one second, but let mm. me ask you this: you are in a unique position because you played for Liverpool, the team that traditionally
3: won the league title. Was the FA Cup just as important to Liverpool? Yeah, usually important. I mean, because Liverpool didn't have a great record in the FA Cup. You know, I took them a long time to win it, but once they started to win it, you know, you, they wanted to be in the final every year, and you know, only two years previously in eighty. Six in Kenny's first full season, I think is, you know, a player manager. They done the double, you know. He scored the winning goal at Chelsea in the league. And then they beat their great rivals Everton in the FA Cup final. And you know, there's not many teams that have actually won the double. But to have the opportunity to do it uh, within two years can do it twice was was something that everyone at Liverpool wanted to achieve. And unfortunately, on the day, we, we what could good. possibly go wrong, Ray? <laughs> what could
2: possibly go wrong, Bobby? The, the the issue nowadays, they talk about the League Cup, and people say, you know, the the Capital One Cup say oh it's a chance for the clubs outside the big four to win something the FA Cup for clubs other than I guess in the mid 80s other than Liverpool and Manchester United and one or two others the FA Cup was the opportunity for other clubs to do something special in the game wasn't it?
4: Yeah it was always great surprises wasn't it Southampton with Jimmy McCallag and uh, making the goal for Southampton, Bobby and, Stokes. And yeah, Bobby Stokes running through, chested it through, and they're, they're all great memories. But I, I think the two points I'm just picking up from Ray was a uh, my first cup final I can really remember is is Blackpool versus Bolton the Stan Mortensen final and Stanley Matthews when Stan Mortensen got three goals and I just watched it on a, on, a, on a little screen and I went there I went back in 75 as a substitute with West Ham, never got on the field, then went back again in 1988 and came away winner and I, I, I there's one great picture I've kept and that was holding the base, the base of the, of, of the cup, nothing else, didn't have the cup on top and walking off Wembley with all those winners on Danny, that, that was a fabulous, fabulous feeling. It really was.
2: And Terry, um, if I might turn to you, um, you prior to joining Wimbledon, you had played for some pretty good clubs. I'll include both Tottenham and Manchester United in those. Um,
5: did you ever think? Did you really, when you joined Wimbledon Football Club, think I'm going to win a trophy with this lot? No I didn't. No. <laughs> That's why we signed the bonus sheet at the start of the season when no one bothered to look at the appearance money in the cup final. There was nothing there. <laughs> no, it was it was a chance for me to play First team football, and of course yeah. to work with Bob again, who I've worked with at Coventry. But going back to the, the FA Cup, it was there were very few live football matches on during the season, so that was one of the occasions. Of course, the semi-finals weren't at Wembley as well, which I think takes away a huge part now of getting to the cup final. Now, if you win the quarter final, you're playing at Wembley in the semi-final. It's it's isn't not the that, same. Isn't
2: that weird for those of us of of a certain age? And it doesn't make you an old fuddy-duddy. I'm just saying for a certain age, the the semi-finals um at Wembley are not as magical bizarrely as saint they to do the draw it was tended to be Aston Villa um Villa Park Hillsborough Old Trafford White Hart Lane occasionally as as we'll see this year um and yet th- those grounds became magically, tra- magically transformed by FA Cup semi-finals and yet Wembley it's another it's just another match at Wembley it's weird isn't it
4: well i think the f- uh, football association ju- try to break it up and break it even so like um i know when uh, we i played it i played at West uh, for West Ham at um, Aston Villa, and the Ipswich supporters had to travel, and uh, uh, and the, the West Ham supporters had to travel. And I think that what they tried to do was use these grounds and uh, and and take the and take the football out to the other people. Well, the emotion
5: it? was involved as well, yeah. wasn't it? Because it was heartbreak if you got beat in the semi-final as a player, as a supporter, you missed Good out point. on that chance to go and play.
3: Whereas now, I suppose it's some
5: Wembley. kind of um, recompense. It's well, only money, Danny. As that. no yeah.
3: you know we've got a new stadium at Wembley. They got the thing, that thing, that yeah. paid fortune. <laughs> for it and you've got to get your money back. It'll be
2: That's a the only matter of time until the quarterfinals are played there as listen, well.
3: Listen, as, as a youngster, you wanted to play at Wembley and the only way you were going to play at Wembley in the cup, it was in the cup final. It was never in a semi-final That was how we all perceived it If you're going to get your Wembley It was in the final Whether it was the League Cup final The FA Cup final That was your opportunity And I think it does take away f- from it Because I think it should be unique You know it's the Normally it was the game ending uh, Game of the season You know that was it It was the final game The league had finished You were playing at Wembley It was the showcase Terry's quite right There wasn't many games that were live Back in them days But that was your opportunity It was global Everyone wanted to be there You know Tickets were incredibly hard to, to get hold of because people just wanted to get to the match but uh, obviously something happened with Bobby's tickets because he's he's, he's he's laughing over here come on Bob
4: I was I was at Wimbledon and I said to the secretary is there anything I could do he says yeah we need the tickets picking up from Wembley I said what do you mean he says well it's 32,000 tickets waiting to be picked up we got nobody to go so I got in the Fiat Cromer <laughs> drove to Wembley I went inside they said what's happening I said well w- w- at Wimbledon we're a bit short staffed and everything we're they've asked me to come over and pick all the tickets up <laughs> so you picked up the tickets <laughs> I picked up the tickets put them in the back of me red fricked over drove down to the north circular thought, so I, I thought don't go left to Stan Flashman's so I don't go right to Wimbledon because, <laughs>
2: because this is on radio I'll have to describe Ray Houghton's body language. he heard that story was to lie on the desk with his head on his hands I'm going to ask you this question for the first time of many years. Ray
3: how did it how did you let it happen Ray I, I don't know but can you believe that story the manager had to drive to Wembley in a van to, be, in a van, to pick up 32,000 tickets. I mean, how would they, how would they do that today, Danny? I, I mean, it's incredible. Ray, it wouldn't be allowed to
2: happen, my Sorry. friend. It wouldn't be allowed to happen. Um Let's go back to uh, the state of play in, in football between the two clubs in 1988 before we head off on the road to Wembley. Um Ray, it is my contention, and you're, you're a modest man, but you'll tell me anyway, there have been more famous Liverpool teams... Um, and more famous uh, collections of Liverpool players. But my recollection of that team in 1988 is that given what you were up against in the league that year, you won the league by nine points, you romped away from that league and you were by far the best team in this country. Yeah,
3: that year we were very good. I mean, I came in the October. Um, Now, the two signings that really transformed Liverpool, I thought, was in June when they brought in Peter Bazley and John Barnes. Not bad. Well, see, Liverpool never really played with a winger like John Barnes. They had like a Steve Highway, Ian Callahan, and players of that ilk, you know, the really good players, but they weren't really ones that did what John could do, uh, which was attract two or three players and he had the ability, left foot, right foot, to go past them, his body strength was incredible if you've seen him in training Dan he was he was unbelievable and he was like that uh, in matches he was uh, the player of the year uh, that season you know the player's player of the year he won every trophy that I think there was to, to win uh, and he was just a different dimension he gave us something that you know we just probably Liverpool hadn't had like that before uh, so yeah he was a special player and I'm often asked if the best player you've ever played with and it was John Barnes for two years. He was just untouchable. He was that good. Um, Peter Beasley dropping off. You know, talking about players now. When you play four four two or fourth three, whatever. Peter used to not play as an out and out striker. He used to drop off and come a little bit deeper between uh, John Aldridge in the midfield and link up the play in there. Uh, great awareness you know he had a ma- magical brain and then midfield I mean Ronnie Whelan wasn't in the team that, that year Ronnie was out Jan Mulby wasn't a starter you know in, in the middle of the park you had Steve
2: uh, McMahon was kind of super <coughs> regular he was there Steve the whole Eby's time Steve
3: was there Nigel Spackman yeah. um, you know and there was others Craig Johnson had came and, and Craig had, uh, had had gone on to the substitutes bench at that stage so it was just an incredible time to come to the club and the football they played that year that's what I remember I think they went 29 games unbeaten uh, that season uh, my first game was, uh, we played looking away on the, the old weather pitch there, Um uh, we won 1-0 Gary Gillespie. Then my next game that I played, or came on as a sub, was actually against Wimbledon. Uh, it was a midweek game, and we were losing 1-0, and it was actually my first goal, I scored that night, that was my first goal. And it kept the run going, and it was a really, I was always against Was that the one, so one at Plough Lane? At Plough Lane, So yeah. one old draw, I <clears and> think. <throat> the one it old draw, yeah. yes, yeah. I scored that night, that was my first goal for Liverpool, yeah. that's why I remember it. <clears throat> but playing against Wimbledon was always tough. You knew when you, you were going to be in for a real competitive well, game. Well, I'll come back to you and ask yeah. you about what, what Liverpool thought about the Wimbledon team in a little while. Let me ask
2: you, Bobby and Terry, um, if my memory is clear of just how excellent that Liverpool team was. God. They're not prepared to back it up. No, I
5: think <clears throat> Ray should be quite proud of the, the, the team that he played because it, it made us proud to be able to... Yes, we won the FA Cup final, but the fact we beat such a fantastic, great football team, great players, great manager, it it made it even more memorable for us, more special for us, because we beat such a fantastic team. And and I think because of the European ban, that Liverpool team would have gone on to achieve great success in Europe. uh, They didn't get a chance chance to to prove that, did they? No, exactly. In
2: fact, we'll jump forward a long way, just because, Terry, we talked about it earlier, um, in fact, in the, in the build-up to the FA Cup final, um, Liverpool took on arguably the second-best team in the country at that time. You could maybe say Manchester United, but I thought Forest would probably be the next-best team, uh, one of, another one of Brian Clough's teams, and beat them 5-0. I know that the Wimbledon players watched the highlights in some trepidation. I
5: watched it. I was watching it. I knew the score. It wasn't a live. It was a highlights package yeah. in a midweek game. and I knew the score, and I looked on it, and I, after about 20 minutes, I jumped beyond the settee and was <laughs> wondering "Now, if we were going to... Not embarrass ourselves in the final, and when we went in the next morning to training, we'd all watched it, and we all thought, "Have we done the right thing getting to the? We'd beaten Liverpool in the semi final. out in the semi final, Terry. Just <laughs> know, you just don't want, you're afraid of playing Liverpool and, because it was going to be live on television. That was our number one fear. There was going to be a hundred thousand people there. Some of them so the tickets we were going to be embarrassed, Bobby, we were going be in,
2: special yeah. agency, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> if we were going to be embarrassed, we we're going to be doing it in front of millions of people and watching Liverpool play that night. They were. Just absolutely do brilliant. Do you remember that
2: game, Ray, against yeah, Sonic Forest? People, <coughs> sure people, people say, and I I, I did, uh, I went on two different online pieces of research, but there are Liverpool fans who were there who still say that was the best ever performance. Think about Liverpool over 20 years when they dominate the English football. They said it the best ever performance by a Liverpool.
3: Team. Yeah, they, do. they have said it was actually a very famous player who was at the game and he said it was the best performance he's ever seen from a club side. Um, and that was on the back of we beat Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup semi final on the Saturday, 2 0 and it, I think it was Chettle uh, I think it was Chettle says Steve Chettle yeah. yeah he said he was, he was going to have the headline in the paper was Barnes on toast you know and obviously <laughs> it's not something he really meant to say It came out wrong but I tell you what there was no need for a team talk on the Saturday I mean John was on fire I mean he created the first goal for for uh, John Aldridge was a brilliant piece of skill he nutmeg Chettle on the, on the left hand side brilliant bit of magic played a lovely ball into Aldo and Aldo hit it in the volley and that got us off and running then on the Sunday we actually went down to London because it was the Player of the Year Awards the Player's Player of the Year Awards so we weren't allowed to go initially because uh, Kenny obviously wanted us to be professional for the semi-final but once we got through the game he said look lads you can go down uh, try and organise a table or two so we all went down there. John Barnes had won the player uh, of the year and about five or six of the lads were in team of the year. So we got a table. We were throwing up Gordon Taylor, the PFA chairman. Because you,
2: you had no table book. We had no table no. book. No,
3: no, no. But, but there's our, you know, the man of the night is John Barnes. Yeah, he's, he's ludicrous, the one. That, yeah. Yeah, we've not got a table though. So... Uh, we, they, they got us a table but it was right by where the, the toilets were and where, <laughs> and where the you know the waiters were coming out with the food we couldn't be any further away from the you know the front of the stage so <laughs> the only good thing was was uh, Gordon Taylor uh, after him. after Alan Anson's had threatened we were going to leave because uh, of where we were situated said you could have a free bar now that's not a good thing to see any football team have no. a free bar so there was a few bottles of Bollinger produced quite early on and, and the PFA was several thousand pounds Yeah, by little, end of the the year one or two down but we went back that the following morning the Monday morning we went back we trained uh, we stayed in the hotel that night played the following night the Tuesday and we played some special football that night. It was just, everything came together uh, for that particular match. It was just a a joy to be in. You know, when you try things and everything comes off, it was just one of them rare occasions that everything you wanted to do came off and the goals that we scored. I, I think I got the first. Uh, there was a little ball between me and John Barnes he played me through, and I, I, as the keeper went down, I just lobbed it over him. But the one that stood out in my mind was uh, the ball was played on the left, and Peter Beazley turned a couple of the uh, Nottingham Forest players, and he hit this through ball for John Aldridge. I mean, it was absolutely pinpoint accurate, and he didn't have to break stride. And as the goalkeeper came out, he just chipped it. all. I mean, it was just perfection and just wonderful, th- you know, bit of skill to watch.
2: Let me let me just let me just reverse this process then. So that's that's the Liverpool team that we're going to hear about in a, as they make their way through. Uh, the rounds of the FA Cup and I will say this as well I had a rather more difficult run than Wimbledon enjoyed but that's more about that later as a pro Ray we all know now the legend of the crazy game we all know about the testicle squeezing and the shouting and (laughs) roaring and the funk boxes and upsetting what did the pros think about that Wimbledon team as it rampaged its way through the the leagues
3: well listen you know we we all knew about the hijinks that was on at the club and you know the burning of the suits and the newly lads that came in and what you had to do we all knew about it it was listen at every club, you need your jesters. You need the people that can break up training and you know do something about a bit mad, uh, But one thing you knew about. And there was a commitment. You know there was a real commitment between the the staff and the and the players there was a togetherness that that really came out in matches you know there was no what you'd say star name there was no one that was out there saying look at me it was all about the sum total of the parts which was the the squad itself they worked extremely hard for each other they played to their strengths and they got the the, well he Bobby to my left here got the very best out of each individual player and that in itself is an art that's what a manager has to do within the the squad of players you've got you have to get the very best out of them that's your job as as a manager manager and he certainly did that ignoring
2: the style of play because there's no right or wrong way to play football no do you think they took the physical stuff too far
3: um, oh, well, listen, if you ever if you ever went through the sixties and the seventies, Danny, there were probably you wouldn't say they were that oh, bad to oh, be honest. Sorry, you know, I'm, re-
2: I'm, not, I'm, I'm waiting for a Liverpool player to say it all got a bit physical because no one's going to buy that. You know? no, 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 no.
3: You no. listen, with with Liverpool, it Liverpool, what you if you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to be a bit of a war, there was more than enough players around who could who would who wouldn't be phased by that. They'd be certainly up for a you know a bit of a kicking match themselves. But where we we were at our best was when we tried to play and when teams tried to disrupt your play and, and try to get in your faces in that you to try and compete but that's where you know Wimbledon had strong characters uh, and players who you know what unlike today's football they'll actually have a go at each other you know if you weren't doing your stuff at Wimbledon I can imagine in the changing room, there wouldn't be just a little point of the finger saying, oh, you've been a naughty boy today, you know, you're not really done. You know, it would be and because it was about getting the most out of each individual player and that was what the, the, the players did there. You know, like see Vinny and, and, and Fash, you know, their job was not only to play well on the pitch but riled the players up both on the pitch and off it to get the very best out of them.
0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards, only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United
1: Healthcare insurance plans.
2: Let's talk about the early rounds, if I may, Terry. I'm going to put you a little bit on the backburn here because I think you missed the first two rounds through injury, was it? Or yep, I had a hernia. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Bobby. Um, I'll do Wimbledon first. Third round, I hope I'm not wrong in saying a pretty straightforward win against West Bromwich We have four <coughs> goals to one, and then the, in the sorry, well, third not, round yeah. and the fourth round, you played. Uh, you won at, Ma- at Mansfield, but that wasn't quite so straightforward. No,
4: it wasn't. Uh, it did, we went into the um, Championship um, uh, Cup. Games with a with a with an attitude as though we, we 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 thought we could win it, but we not we weren't quite sure. So, w- once you get West Brom out, I always love beating Atkinson. Right, I love that. Yeah, I really enjoyed getting at any of his team and kicking them off the park.
2: Why, Bobby? Why, because why, why I Ron particularly.
4: Why Ron particular? He had the he had this suave way about him, and he, he was really suave, and he, he was he, he was up there. He was always bouncing, and I loved his character. But I liked to beat him because I, lo- I always liked to his, his, um after after the game when we went in the press conferences, you know, and the challenges that were thrown out to him. So that was four one. So that was put to bed quite easily. Then we went up to Mansfield. Um, and we had a problem as
2: I say not as straightforward at Mansfield. No, but
4: we had a problem on Friday night really Go be- on. because uh, I'm really superstitious and Don Howe and I we didn't have our um, uh, apple pie and ice cream mm-hmm. Um, we knew- Tell me
2: about this apple pie nonsense. Well, well, sorry, Ray. You may get. You may want to lie on the desk again in a minute. No,
4: but they, no, we, everywhere we travel when we're with the lads and everything, they would all have their meals on the Friday night. And we look. I love going away with them. It was. It was a pleasure to go away with them. We, we always know Pleasure. Somebody- yeah, it was. <laughs> you. Always, you always knew somebody was going to get up to something, and you were in charge. And- <laughs> You were going to make the decision. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Good luck with that, Bobby. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah used to play cards. They didn't play. Sam wouldn't let them play for money. So they had a pair of scissors, and if they lost the round of cards, you could cut somebody's shirt, or you could cut somebody's tie, or you could cut their underpants, and it was brilliant. But Sam didn't want them to lose money. And when we went up to Mansfield, there was no uh, apple pie and ice cream. Well, I
2: gather from the contracts that most of them didn't have money to lose. but oh, no, that's no. a separate story. <laughs> no, no,
4: they were on the minimum wages. Uh, no, no, and, and, yeah, when you get to Mansfield, or they, they they want they want you. They they want a piece of you, especially Wimbledon. They thought they could stand up there. And match it. I think it was just uh, it was one goal, wouldn't it? It's Corky or or or, or Wisey got the got scored. Uh, it was at the top end. I think we it, what what I think it was one nil. We won. Or, you yeah. won 2-1. Uh, and they best
2: and saved a penalty. Yeah, make, yeah. it was a, it was a tight game. Let me just ask about Liverpool's early rounds. Uh, Ray, um, you, pl- you drew Stoke in the third round. Nil-nil uh, draw at the Victoria Ground. This is probably before you. No, no, of course you. Yeah, were I was there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, won, the, won the second game at uh, Anfield one 0 I'll make the point just to show what the FA Cup meant in those days. The crowd, the crowd at the Victoria Ground was thirty-two thousand. There were thirty-nine thousand at Anfield for the replay. And the fourth round, you went to Aston Villa and won 2 0. In front of 46,000
3: people. Yeah, but I, I mean, that comes back to, Dan, how important the FA Cup was to teams at that particular time. Now, Liverpool was a big draw because of the style of football and the, the personnel that, that they had. Uh, you go to the Britannia, you knew you were another another place, you knew you were in for a real competitive game. I know nothing much happened in the first was game. Was it been, nailed... Britannia <laughs> would
2: have been Victoria Road? Um oh,
3: not th- I Victoria no, no, Road. Yeah. It, it was Victoria, Victoria Road. Yeah, Victoria Road. Yeah, sorry, Victoria So, yeah. nil yeah. nil, but yeah. there was nothing. Nothing much in it You know no. Neither team really deserved To win the game And then the second one As the scoreline suggests It was tight It was tight And you know I think in the early round You're always happy Just to get over the line Aren't you just, Naming just the get, hat and all Naming that. the hat Yeah it might be an old cliche But it's very very true And then Aston Villa You know They were a decent side At that stage as well um, And we knew that Was going to be competitive But a 2-0 victory Was comfortable enough Barnes and Beasley, Yeah you know Barnes and Beasley. And when, as I say When you are them two lads In your team You're always in with a chance of, of scoring goals I mean Peter and John I think got into the 20s that season alongside John Aldridge you got 29 or 30 goals so it just showed you the number of goals that were in that side Let's talk about the fifth round I'll start with Wimbledon um,
2: you went to Newcastle two years earlier there had been uh, a very p- public uh, spat Bobby between Vinnie Jones and Paul Gascoigne which ended up with uh, Vinnie grabbing Paul by what can only be described as the
4: special parts Do you want the truth? Yes The truth was that uh, we realised that Gascoigne was on fire and we had to go man to man with him we were playing at home Yeah but
2: it's man Man, man is man to man, uh, isn't man to,
4: yeah yeah it's man to man anyway on the friday morning we've, we've got a practice match going and and vinny's vinny's giving it the on on the on the big, big superstar He's the don, isn't he? Yeah, yeah we donated we said to one of the young apprentices you're going to be paul gascoigne and we said to vinny you follow him so vinny starts running off so i pull vinny over i said you want to play tomorrow he said yeah i says well you get a mark at ap and you stay with him and then you just learn your lesson that's what you're going to do tomorrow he says, OK, so we went, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Don was happy. Don Howe was happy. Great coach. Your assistant, Don. of course. Yeah, great, great coach. coaching. Anyway, Don was happy. We'd sorted him out. Anyway, he came up to me afterwards and, and, and Vincent said, uh, what happens if he tries to run away from us?" I said, just grab him. He says, where? I says, "Anyone you want. Anywhere you want. I said, just grab him. And that was it. And on, on, the, on the Saturday, we're playing the game. It's gone man to man. And he's playing really well. He's really, really playing well against Gascoigne. And all of a sudden, they, they come up. They, and it's an iconic picture of why it was taken. You never know. Because it's so so innocent. And all he did was grab. He's just, uh, you know where. And that was it. And it was all started on the Friday morning. Is it also true, Bobby, that during that game, which, of course, is two years before this so scored
2: a fight, this uh, fifth-round tie, that Vinny went, when he's supposed to be marking Gascoigne, went to take a throw and said, hold on, fat boy, I'll be back in a minute. I heard it. <laughs> yes.
5: You were... Uh, I heard uh, it. Yeah. Give out Utah. To be fair, it, most of it was... that You know what Gazza's <laughs> like, you know what Vinny's like, and they were doing it with a smile on their face, even the, the, the grabbing the testicle bit was a well, smile. Well, one person was, was smiling, a, certainly, yeah. They were, they were both laughing, but it oh. did get more... It wound Gazza up, and he started to try and play better, and, of course, then Vinny resulted to... Underhand t- tactics. <laughs> but at first it was in, in good nature because Gazze was just couldn't believe that Vinny wasn't even watching the game. He was just following around because he had got a fearful rollicking on the Friday. It was a young apprentice, Vaughn Ryan, Frankie as he was known, and he was Gazza in this week. First of against reserves. I think and it's, it, it, really, it's well. really, it's really,
2: it's really difficult. I'm going to, I'm really going to tell you a lot of to. story now. It's really difficult to, for um, people like me, civilians, to understand how much of that interpersonal stuff goes on, even in the action of a football match, because um, through friends and friends, I, I once spent an evening with Paul Gascoigne, where he told me when he was playing in Scotland, no names, no patril, He was taking the living Mick out of a very young midfielder. And this came to, you know, 70 minutes into the game. Again, Gazza had the ball by the corner flag and this kid came and closed him down. He knew what was going to happen, this boy. He knew what was going to happen. He just stood off Paul Gascoigne. And Paul had time in the game to say to him, come on, boy, you've got to tackle me. And he said, a big tear ran down his face. I don't want to,
3: Gazza.
5: In the
2: middle of a football <laughs> match. <laughs> it weren't Vinny. No, it certainly wasn't me. I don't want I don't to, Gazza.
3: I don't, I don't think you would have lasted in the game too long. No, no, no possibly. possibly yeah. on, no, you've got to. I don't want <laughs> to, <guess her. laughs> But, but what, t- what
5: happened in that game as well, at half-time, three of us had a punch-up. Sorry, which I had a game? punch-up with which, Vinny. which game now? This is the, this is the, the, the quarter-final
2: or the fifth round The league game. the league yeah.
5: game before yeah. it all kicked off... Gazza and Vinny are tearing at each other down the tunnel half-time. I push Vinny away, because at the end of the tunnel... I'd like tunnel, to see that a, fight, actually, but that's it.
4: another story. <laughs> and listen, he could handle himself. Gibbo could handle himself. At the end
5: of the tunnel, was a, it was a dead end. It was a concrete wall. Player lane, so Vinny smashed Gazza into the wall. They go left, we go right. I just pushed Vinny to the right. He's come in, and don't you lay your hands on me. And it's <laughs> Me and him have ended up in a fight. Bob's dragged us into the toilet area, <laughs> the showers, and asked what's going on and it kicked off again and the three of us all ended up on the floor. We got studs on, concrete floor and I've got to be honest that second half I, I didn't particularly want to go out and play because I'd copped a couple of right-handers, them that one, been rolling around on the you floor. You ruffians. You ruffians, yeah. you. <laughs> and, and, and Bob blames me. <laughs> and he said to me, I know you, you little son, so I know exactly what you like because we've been together at Coventry and I thought, I haven't literally...
2: Meanwhile, two years later, you've got a, a cup fifth round tie at Newcastle to play. I know that Laurie Cunningham, who had brought in, an excellent and brilliant player in his time, um, had also, he came on and made his debut in that game. It was all kind of weird at St James's Park because they were rebuilding the ground and you were changing a porter cabin. But perhaps weirder of all, though he tells me it's not a big issue, is that uh, Terry Gibson um, got a goal and you are, I think... Probably the smallest player ever to play up front. Now, seriously, maybe Jose Dominguez, who had a spell at Spurs, <laughs> was short than you. Yeah, what are you, five... Five or four. Yeah, five or four in your studs, it's fair to say. <laughs> and Terry scores with a header. Now, to be fair, Terry, I did tell you before the start, of course, be careful what you say, because this, go- this programme goes on the internet and it's there forever. So you wanted to get on record that you got
5: several headed goals, indeed, many headed it, goals. It wasn't a surprise when I scored a header. It was it a, a certain height. Of Martin a, it, Tyler sounded pretty surprised. Yeah, yeah well, little listen y- Terry Gibson. Yeah, are, are, yeah, not, yeah. My friends yeah. actually thought that was my full name. <laughs> um, they, a, a cross of a certain height is it's it's good for me him mean, it's if it's 5 foot 8 5 foot 9 you you're 6 foot 4 centre half do you bend down and head it they don't know what they don't know where to go with their
2: head or try and chest it out or something and also
5: yeah. with Wimbledon in particular we had probably seven over 6 footers so i'm way down the line in terms of who's going to mark me yeah so i would often find a winger marking me or something like that who's come back to make the numbers up so if you get the run on someone and and the delivery's right it's it's feasible that someone as small as me can score with his head. Can, can I just add it's something? It's like a science program,
2: isn't it? Now uh, the yeah, angels.
4: Yeah, but with all due respect, like we were condemned for what we did when we all the way through our period at Wimbledon. But still, all these 25 years on, all the teams that I ever see now are curling free kicks into the penalty area. And the media said at the day it, you're trying to take credit for of the curling free kick. Yeah, th- yeah. If, we're, we're, Wait,
2: who started but, it? Did you ever I, I see Liam Brady play? Yeah, yeah. But
4: they no, never no, t- they took they them, out. them away. They, they the turned Dallas them away. Okay. They never changed the. F- they ne- okay. We changed it. Dennis Wise went on the right hand side, and you had somebody with the left foot like Carlton Fairweather going on the other side. And 25 years later. That every team in the world is doing it.
2: Welcome to Wimbledon Invented Football, everybody. <laughs> um, so you went on to win that game 3-1. Fash got a late goal after Neil McDonald had pulled one back for Newca- uh, Newcastle after Brian Gale, who we mentioned earlier, had himself got another set-piece goal. Meanwhile, I'm going to say that a lot in the next uh, hour or so, um, Everton, with the, again uh, m- much the thick end of the draw, um, sorry, Liverpool rather, go to Everton. Yep. Um, a, it's a Mersey derby. B, it's in the middle of a season when Everton must have been desperate to derail you because of what you were doing in the league week. Um, and C, you won the game 1-0. I can't remember who scored, Ray Hatton. No, not can I, no. But uh,
3: <laughs> it wasn't a particularly good game, Danny, I've got to be honest with you. Um, you know, it, there were feisty affairs when you the local derbies with Liverpool and Everton. and Much was at stake. You know, obviously, we'd been on the good run in the league and we wanted to continue in the FA Cup uh, and against your great rivals as well. The, what I remember of the day was John Barnes, actually. I mean, John came down for, for a pre-match meal at 12 o'clock, had his, his pre-match, went back upstairs and then decided to give himself a haircut. Himself? Himself. Yeah. So he had these cutters with him and there's different numbers that you put on the cutter and John unfortunately put on the wrong one. So he ended up, he came down, he was nearly bald. I mean, he went from this near on, you know, like Afro Afro, yeah. Afro hairstyle to nearly, nearly bald. So when he came down, well, we were in hysterics. I mean, we've not seen anything. I've never seen Balmzy hair that short before. So and we said, what happened? And then he went into the story. I put the wrong number on. And once I started, that was it. He said, I couldn't. I just had to take the lot off. So that was us and it eased us into the game. Nothing really happened in the match. Match apart from John went down the left, played the ball to the far post, and I think it was Paul Powers playing it left back. And how I remember it, Danny I came in, rose like a salmon in the air and headed in the far post. But it wasn't quite like that. It was just I uh, headed it, and Neville couldn't couldn't quite get it. And it
2: just oh, now we're hearing about Ray Houghton also scoring with his yeah, head. You yeah. see,
4: yeah, here we are five foot four and five foot six or seven, score with head is on the back post. Yeah. How about that?
2: And here am I, six foot three, never scored me in my life. You didn't <laughs> get
4: the service
3: though, Danny. No, maybe not. And, but, didn't get uh, the in-swinging free kick, did I? But i tell you what it's about. It's about attacking the far post. There's a yeah. see too many wide players today. They're outside the box. Watching, the staring at the like, face, Yeah. Oh, what am I supposed to be doing? But, you know, your jobs of Terry's and saying we don't see enough uh, players in the Premier League getting across the first post because sometimes, okay, you get a chance, but you don't. You actually take a defender with you. They don't want to do that now. They're, they're so selfish, the strikers. They just want to sit in the middle and say, right, I'm not going to make. There's not going to be any movement. You've got to put the perfect delivery in there. Whereas if you've got players who are accepting to run across uh, defenders, you just might get your goals and there would be more goals scored that way. I wanted to go on to the quarterfinals, but Terry Gibson and the break- Kazra has told us that it didn't
2: really... The match didn't end with the final whistle at Newcastle. You had still had some sprinting to do.
5: Well, the the whole match was built around Vinny and, and Gaza and, and we had massive security presence, weren't they? Full house. And, against the odds, to be honest, because they were a decent team, Newcastle. Away from one, we, we beat them 3-1. And Mirandini, the Brazilian striker, was playing at the time. He was a really good player. He's up front with Paul Goddard. Mm-hmm. A real handful, to pair of them. And when the game ended, for I don't know why... It got off quite peaceful, the game, considering how considering, it could have been. Yeah. And he ran and Kung Fu kicked Dave Besson in the back from 20 yards away. You're not having that, Terry. No, and I, I saw it was going to happen. <laughs> um, we were celebrating, and I could see Mirandina running, knew that something it clearly said he, was Why did happen. he
2: do that? After the
5: game, what Isn't is it? the point? But anyway... And as, as he, he's literally jumped up off the floor and Kung Fu kicked Besson in the back. Uh, or Lurch as we used to call him then now he prefers Bess now he's got older and more mature of course he does and um, I chased him and he we probably did about 200 metres. He was running in a circle.
4: <laughs> He's <counting.
5: laughs> Honestly, he, he thinks there's a bonus in it, Bobby. He didn't go towards the tunnel because he knew that we were heading off at the pass as such.
2: So <laughs> it's he not run a cowboy th- film, it, Terry. It was, no,
5: it was. It was. And um, he ended up running and jumping into the supporters, into the crowd. You lost him in the crowd. I lost him in the crowd. Um, I decided, obviously, not to jump in. and decision <laughs> <a> Thirty thousand Jourdies that had just been beat by us lot. Um, so and then he, Bobby said that was the quickest you'd run all game <laughs> it was, it
6: was
5: Certainly the longest Definitely And he came in the changing room after the game With a translator and a bunch of flowers <laughs> To apologise Just
4: imagine coming in and addressing him yeah. with a bunch of flowers <laughs> Vinny gave
5: him a toilet brush
4: <laughs>
5: We were changing in the portal cabin And it wasn't very luxurious of <laughs> will any water Let alone hot water and, and
2: So uh, a toilet brush was ex- exchanged for a yeah. bunch of yeah. flowers that, Thank you for that Terry Um, So, come the quarterfinals, and again, um, I think it's fair to say that... uh uh, Liverpool get the thick end of the draw um, Ray you go to uh, to Main
3: Road to Manchester City um, but you are you know you are the dominant team in English football and that day it really showed yeah it did we played really well that day Danny we got to I got the, the goal in, I think after half an hour about was, half an hour in yeah scored, it gave yeah. us a, a good start but it was the second half performance we completely dominated the game and Peter scored Craig Johnson and, and John Barnes got a late yeah. goal just to seal it but 4-0 and it was a 4-0 game you know sometimes you're fortunate in matches that day we weren't we were the dominant side uh, and City had no complaints whatsoever, and it, you know it was a big game. That's when you really start eyeing up Wembley. You know, once you get to the quarter-finals, you know you're only two games away. You know, one game away really. You're in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. You win that, you're at the final. So we were thinking to ourselves, this is a great opportunity. Having done so well in the league, we've nearly won the league at this stage. You know, we were up 29 games unbeaten in the league that season from the from the start. So we knew we had a real chance of maybe doing the double. So it was very important, a huge game, and a good win for us.
2: That takes Liverpool through to the semi-final. We'll hear about in just a, a short while. Wimbledon, meanwhile, in the sixth round, have drawn, uh, drawn at home against Watford. And, Bobby, that should have been straightforward, but it wasn't. Um, you went to a goal down... Um, I, can't, I can't remember who got the Watford goal. Um, Malcolm Allen goal for, for Watford. And then you had Brian Gale sent off as well. So you find yourself coming into the half time. Well, tell me what you what you remember. Yeah,
4: well, we went 1 0 down and um, Brian Gale's got himself sent off just before half time. So we, we walked down a tunnel and, and Don is very. Don Howe, yeah. Yeah, Don Howe, very pragmatic. And I said, um, what are we are going to do? He says, I've got, we've got to change it, we've got to change it, we've got to change it. That's all I've got out We've got to change it, we've got to change it. So we go went down the tunnel into the dressing room and then all of a sudden he, I said "Right, like, you know what you want to do? He says, yeah, I says, well do it so he went right, Besson um, Goodyear, Young he went, he went through the team I think it was Thorne alongside him, Phelan and, and he went all, all the way through and, and, and then all of a sudden I says uh, well we've got to take somebody off he says who've we left out and little Ann put his hand up he said, it's me, Alan Cork <laughs> <laughs> Cork, it he has been, been on fire <laughs> Calling me on, Phil. And, uh, you know, it's just this little hand coming up saying, oh, we left out, me. And it was, it was just so brilliant of Don to think and what we wanted to do. Where we, And at that, as it, a manager... Actually, you brought on
2: a centre-back to replace a striker yeah, and still, and, and still had, went, uh, went uh, for the game. Yeah,
4: but, and, and we and like I didn't re- realise what was going on, all of a sudden, Don was very, boof, we knew. And that was it. We came, we won 2-1, I think Fash, Fash, Fash got one um, earlier all... The, and, uh, uh, Eric Young got equalised. Yeah, Eric Young got the equites and Fash got the winner right at the end yeah. but that, that's, that's you know that's where the FA Cup or that's where somebody with a football brain you know they, and you just you let them take take over because they've got that they've got that forward thinking
2: OK, listen, that takes you both to a semi-final. A semi-final, the four teams that get through are, um, re- remind me, Luton Town are, are one of them. Who are the others? Wimbledon, of course. And then arguably the two best sides in the country, um, Nottingham Forest and Liverpool. Now, of course, when you're asked by the people on ITV um, who do you hope for in semi-final, you say, oh, well, it'll let it fall where it may. You must have been hoping you two to avoid either like, Liverpool and Nottingham Forest, surely. Be honest. Of
5: course, and Luton, the same. Luton wanted us, we yeah. wanted Luton. We wanted to avoid Liverpool and wanted to avoid Forest, so... It was the, the dream draw, just listening to Ray's draw. I can't believe well, of how fortunate they, we were to, all well, the way they, through. They just to, seem to play... Let's uh, get games where yeah. we thought we we. we more than half a chance Think when you look back at all the, the, the rounds
2: and I think there was a mood in the instance, you may have, I don't know if you remember this Ray but there, may, there was a mood definitely in the country that what people wanted was a liverpool nottingham Forest final
3: yeah I think they did do because obviously Forest were a very good side um, You know, Brian late, Clough had never won the FA Cup well the late Brian Clough was the manager we know how important he was to English football but it gave the other two teams a chance you know Luton and and Wimbledon were now looking at the prospect of, of going to Wembley and that was absolutely fantastic for them but take nothing away from what you know both teams have done both Luton and Wimbledon getting to the to the semi-final you know Bobby's just talking about Watford 10 men, but you know what? As, as much as Don's changed, Don has changed it with his tactics and his foresight out to what to do at half time, but I tell you what, you need courage to go out there and actually perform it when you're down to 10 men and you're a goal behind. To go and win it, that takes some doing. You know, you might have, sometimes you think you can get away with a 1 1, maybe get a replay, you'd be delighted because you're back to 11 v 11. But actually, to go and win it in the second half, score two goals and not give up too many chances, you know, that's that's about spirit and that's about attitude and it's about commitment, and that's a my. Wimbledon that season we
5: used to play my ten men quite a bit yeah <laughs> <best> <laughs> Have
2: you ever sent off? <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about the semi-final then between the two outsiders for the tournament, Wimbledon and Luton. I guess in, uh, because it, the, the two sides were situated where they were, the, the matches played at White Hart Lane. Um, I don't know how proud you are of this statistic. It was the lowest ever crowd for an FA Cup semi-final um, because the lane wasn't full. What do you remember about the game?
4: Uh, it was before the game.
2: Oh, go on. <laughs> I decided... Sorry, every question you ask Bobby is, is before the game or something happened at yeah, the hard time. Yeah, no,
4: no I, I looked at Don and I said, do you, do you want a pre-match meal? Do you want a big hotel? He says they couldn't handle it. I says, OK. So i tell you what. I says, we'll have the lads that live south of the river and they'll go in the minibus with me. And those that live north of the river just drive up, drive up to the White Hart Lane. I said I can't get on parking passes, so but they'll drive up. And we'll, so they'll have their own food at home, and Sam will, Sam will be happy at that. He'll be saving a few bob anyway. <laughs> so we were in a situation. I I, I, I get I got in the minibus. I said to the missus, I says, I'm too nervous. I said I said I'm not driving our car. You drive our car. So she she was in the Fiat Cromer, I said you follow me, and I'll take the minibus. We had John Scales. We had the Kitman Sid. We had the South, the
2: South Londoners in the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all
4: the, yeah, all the South Londoners. Were you in
2: the minibus, Terry? Or no, were you? no, no it, it was you no, it was North careful. London. Of course, having played for Spurs, you probably had your own parking space. Not. No, <laughs> course, Spurs, space. Not. no. <laughs> course, is this true? Oh, oh, absolutely. True. is this true? Wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait for it. Rain. There's more. There's more.
4: So, so anyway, so I drive. I drive. I to the Blackfriars Bridge and there's these two coppers. you know, on the motorbike. So I drive behind them. It's a. I turn around. He says, "What you?" They said, "Who are you?" I says, "I'm Bobby Gould." He says, "What you doing?" That so, I'm driving this minibus. He said, Oh, we're waiting for the Wimbledon team coach. I said, This is it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: In thinking though that the players, the Wimbledon players who come to the semi-final of the FA Cup in their own cars, the, north, the ones who live at north of the river, yeah.
4: couldn't get into the very tight car oh, park, no, they suppose. had to park outside. They had to find parking space <laughs> yeah, in the aside. street and walk to the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so anyway, so and then the, anyway, the coppers get in front. So I'm driving the I'm driving the minibus. Low oh, me you've we, got a police escort now. <laughs> yeah, we got. The, yeah, they accepted <laughs> who it was and what we were, so you've got a police escort. Drive to White Hart Lane, and then we get into the go to White Hart Lane. It's that just one that little road with a pub on the Bill
2: right. Bill Nicholson Way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Road so off. all, of,
4: so all of a sudden, like, a, I'm, I'm driving into the uh, car park. and It's is Jobsworth. and The Jobsworth goes, stop! You're, you can't, you're not coming in here with that. I says, why not? He says, well, it, we're waiting for the Wimbledon tea coach. I says, this is it. He says, no, it's not. It's not a coach. It, it's a minibus. I says, pal, if you don't let me in, I says, there's no game. He says, what do you mean? I says, well, I've got the kit. I've got the boots. I've got everything. And if you stop us from going in there, we no, fo- no football game. Are you taking that responsibility? So we just drove in. But that and was just... normal.
5: And I, But I remember that day, I was stuck in traffic. And I know the area well because it's one of my old clubs. So, and I was thinking, perhaps this ain't a great idea. <laughs> because <laughs> we did have a great big squad. I don't think we were even taking a second goalkeeper. People nah. didn't that back in those days. Nah. And I'm thinking, what if Dave Besson breaks down? What if he gets stuck in traffic? Um, <laughs> we're rushing around before kick-off trying to search for a keeper. (laughs) What did you do for home games? Did
3: you did you drive to the to the ground and then yeah. that was it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in Liverpool, we used to, we used to go to a hotel yeah. and have lunch a, there. Le- and leave your cars there. And then, Swanky. And then someone would drive your car to yeah. the ground and you'd go on the coach. The coach would be everywhere. A minibus for the semi-final <laughs> for half the team. And your manager's driving The <laughs> <laughs> manager's driving with the with thirty thousand. Police <laughs> escort. they must looked and went, <laughs> Bobby." But, but Gold also, is driving but the forget, minibus.
2: and behind the minibus, because it's a procession, <laughs> it's you've got Mrs. <laughs> you've got Marjorie. At the
4: controls <laughs> of the Skoda or whatever it was. There's yeah. a fair croma.
5: With, with 20,000 cup final tickets.
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. We only had 10,000 for the semi-final.
2: How did the game how did the game go, lads?
5: Um uh, we... we we absolutely tore into them and missed chance after chance. I was guilty of missing one, Fash missed one. We just it it appeared it was be one of those days where yeah. we were gonna cock it up, to be honest. We we were a much better team, they broke away and went one 0 up. And we were we were blowing it and uh luckily it all changed around but uh, Dennis Wise got a, a, a He got the p- winner. He got a kung fu kick, didn't he? Right. Oh yes. he, no, it was a two footed yeah, challenge two on, the ball on, the ball. <laughs> on the ball. to score the, the winner. <laughs> I've never
4: seen that I got
5: fouled for a penalty. And Flash got the penalty. Um, was it a foul? Oh yeah Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Good, yeah If it's just
4: White Hart Lane He wouldn't dive at White, <laughs> White Hart Lane That was his first home <laughs> I would have dived anywhere in semi-final. Don't say that in Low. I'll come back to
2: you in a second When you've all calmed down About your response When you've beaten Luton Town yeah. Meanwhile Ray Liverpool with a proper football match And indeed a coach To get to a proper semi-final <laughs> yeah, we did Where people, yeah. people have turned up To watch the game as and, well And you know what Kenny Douglas didn't <laughs> drive the coach either <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> So Liverpool take on Nottingham Forest At Hillsborough Of Hills, course uh, uh, I, I, we should make the point exactly a year before they did exactly the same match with yeah. much worse consequences um that we, yeah, we all know yeah. about
3: now yeah it certainly was danny and it was odd because uh, liverpool were the better supported team of the two you know just talk, you were talking about you know the crowds that liverpool used to get for home matches and they put liverpool in the away end which to this day still you know bothered me I was thinking well why aren't we in the big area you know why is the Liverpool fans not in there they've got the most support you know why did that happen and it happened two years running and it's never been explained the reason behind it as a game it was a bit of a formality to be honest um Nottingham Forest didn't really offer a great deal that day. The, you know the lads will tell you you're in game sometimes and after about 10 15 minutes you you, you sort of go the field, it's only a, it's only a matter of time before you score and you go and win it because the opposition just haven't shown enough on on the day. And you don't feel that they're going to, you know, get in behind your score the goals and that's where it was and as I said Chettle's you know remarks in the paper that day Barnes on toast certainly, <laughs> good certainly headline it was, it's a well, headline. well it, it might have been but I think it was if it wasn't Steve Chettle, I apologize to you but I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was and you know you know when you're in the changing room we were like that because Barnsley was on fire That so we were all like oh, rubbing oh, your hands Yeah, yeah you know this is manna from heaven for us you know because you know John's going to go out there and, and prove a point and he was brilliant I mean for the goal John always to said he nutmegged him and then oh, he was absolutely turned to pieces and you, know, you just knew him and on the pitch that day you were going to win and Peter was in great form and I was delighted for Johnny to, to score one which of the means
2: goal. that you are through to a, a, a cup final we'll talk about the feelings about it a little bit more later on but just briefly Ray at this stage um, important for Liverpool because you probably knew you were on the verge of winning the title and a chance to win, as you said at the start of the programme, a second double in three in two years. In two
3: years, two, three years, yeah. yeah. No, it was, I mean, listen, we were played that well that season that, you know, it, it wasn't as if we thought we had the right to do it, but we certainly felt we were playing well enough. Uh, but the problems probably arose after the semi-final, Dan, and after we beat Nottingham Forest on the Tuesday night uh, when we won 5-0 mm-hmm because I think I've virtually sealed the title. Mm-hmm. We we're already through to the FA Cup final and if you looked at our form and our results after that, we started to dip in form because there was nothing really to do play you know for what, Ray? to get to the we'll cup. We'll do final. that in
2: the next half mm. of the show and I'll tell you you may have had a dip in form but it was nothing to what they did after the semi-final. And of course, meanwhile, back at White Hart Lane, Bobby Gould has finished repairing the bus, um, washing the kit and getting some members of the team out of the ground. Here he is, uh, I think, uh, on the pitch at White Hart Lane, looking forward to playing Liverpool in the final at Wembley.
4: We went up to Anfield two weeks ago. We were very disappointed and there was a lot of hullabaloo in the dressing room at the end of the game when we didn't get a result. And they will be aware that they're in for a a great great cup tie, and uh, they'll make sure that they'll get plenty of headed in the few weeks before then because they know that we're going to deliver the ball into their half as quickly as possible and they'll be rather concerned about it they'll do the Liverpool fa- um, fashion of keeping the ball we're well aware of that and I'll tell you what it could be a great cup tie. we're going to not only enjoy the day we're going to enjoy every moment now up until May the 14th but we're not going there to lose I can tell you that.
2: Bobby Gould, we're not going there to lose, I can tell you that. Guys, um, let's talk about the run-up to a, to the Cup final. Obviously, we talked earlier in the show about how important the FA Cup was in those days, and it should still be as important today.
3: Um, and it used to actually affect teams' forms. How did Liverpool get in, uh, approach the final, Ray? Well, our form, I thought, uh, Danny, after the, the semi-final, we had a couple of good wins. Uh, Nottingham Forest, we talked famously. about earlier, 5-0. That was the Tuesday or the Wednesday the after. Tom Sheffield the... Wednesday in that run-in, I think. It was yeah, we, we, we beat them on... The, that was Grand National Day. We played earlier. We beat them 5-1, I think it was. And yep. then we all went to the Grand National afterwards. But I, I thought the intensity of our play from, you know, we're going 29 games on beating started to, to falter and we weren't quite at it. We weren't quite on our game. And then we had one dilemma which was in a game where Gary Gillespie and Nigel Spackman actually clashed heads with, with each other and I mean, there were nasty cuts. And it wasn't until the day of the game, really, it was decided they were going to play.
4: So at that stage,
2: did they both play with headbands on? Yeah, as they a did. Result? Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, yeah. That was a
4: beautiful sight, Danny. I loved that in the tunnel. Two Liverpool centre backs with white tape wrapped around their heads. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, for, for the lads, for the Wimbledon they're thinking, right, this is this is great. Put put put, put crosses into the box and see if these two boys are going to be brave enough to head it. We knew that, and that was the gamble that was taken that day by playing the two lads. You know. Um, but it was a shame because for the two, two boys, obviously they wanted to be playing, sure. but they probably, in their own mind, they probably didn't feel 100% confident. No, you're, into that 1% of doubt is, is yeah, too much. But, isn't uh, it? but going into the game, I mean, there was huge pressure on us because I think every bookmaker and <laughs> establishment out there had us favourites, not only to win it, but by a country. I mean, there was also talk about. The, the, a record victory for Liverpool. I mean, all this nonsense that was out there, we knew it was going to be because 'cause I make played a point. them. I mean, played they, them a couple a of times they that was, season
2: Wimbledon a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a the bit of a It's the of a are bit about
3: a little bit of I think bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a the bit of a had a yeah, major final The a players And club had been there On a occasions And it was a case of a they turned of And played and played the football in this big, open, expansive pitch, then it was going to be Liverpool's for the taking.
2: What about what about um, Wimbledon's form in the run-up to the final, Bob? That's the player. I understand you were brilliant in the <laughs> run-up to the
3: final.
5: I, 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 I was never brilliant, but I did nick a few goals in the run to the cup final, and I was under pressure to, to keep my place, because I'd had this hernia operation... After the second round, uh, up until the second round, I'd missed, and then my other hernia had gone, the other, the other groin had gone. So I couldn't, it was great for me, I couldn't train, just play games. <laughs> and then in the games, I was picking up other injuries as well. I'd, I'd strained my medial ligament in my knee. So all I was doing was playing and, and, and recovering and resting between games. My fitness had, had gone completely to part. So I was goal hanging, nicked a few goals <laughs> in desperation to try and, and nick a place in the. The
2: Bobby, final game, Bobby. I mean, you're right. Terry was in good form and got some goals, but the team won one of the of the, game, of the six matches between um, the semi-final and the final. That must bother you, On all due respect. It might, you don't yeah. want the team to be going to the final out of form,
4: do you? Well, we, we knew that their minds was elsewhere. Don, Don had been to many, many cup finals. I, I'd played in a couple and had been in and around as a substitute. and So, you you know how important it is, and psychologically, are they ever going to get there? Will we ever get there again? Will we have that opportunity? And we just, we just fell away a little bit, and Sam, her man, got really shirty with me because Cause he wanted to win he wanted to win every week to be perfectly honest and, uh, and th- those circumstances were that you know and then you got picked uh, pick a team as well What what is your strongest team we did know our strongest team there's no doubt about that but uh, one of the most in- important points was that you know we, we, Wembley couldn't come quick enough for us because we were not playing well
2: let me just ask you and I'll come back to you and ask you about the selection of the team later on um, the Cup final build-up but we're getting to now and I know Ray will forgive me um, because it's going to be mostly about Wimbledon mm-hmm. here because Liverpool were at Wembley every second week. It was a second home for them at that time and no doubt they had a regular hotel and a regular way of approaching the game. Why do you just tell us I mean I presume um, Liverpool have, because you've been there so many times as a club, and then you as an individual, there
3: was a rhythm into what you were doing. Yeah, you know? but there was some of us who hadn't played in an FA Cup final before. Yeah, I've played them No, I played in a League Cup final right. for for Oxford and won there. So I knew what Wembley was about. I knew what the pitch was. I knew what the day meant. I also knew when you go into the pitch sometimes your legs goes to jelly regardless of how many cup finals you've played and you know, you're know you out there and it was going to be a massive day. Also, as I said, the pressure of the fact that we'd won the league at that stage. We were on for the double. Uh, everyone was expecting us to do it quite comfortably. So I, I think that night when the lads went to bed uh, the night before the game, you know there was still a bit of trepidation around. As well as we played that season, our form wasn't great, as I said, going into it. The concern over Gary Gillespie and Nigel Spackman, whether they going to be fit or not to play in the game? And one thing, when you play Wimbledon, you need everyone you know who can defend and defend well, because you know. I use the phrase. Players, you need them fighting
2: fit. Don't well, we? you need,
3: you need you know the, the balls are going to be delivered into the box. You know you're going to get plenty of crosses. There's going to be aerial challenges, and you've got to be ready for it. So we had to make sure that the two lads were ready for it. Both of them said they were up and, and willing to play. So then it, it got a little bit easier as the day went on for the game itself. But there was a huge pressure on us to, to, to win that match.
2: Right, well, meanwhile, back across the city, um, uh, Wimbledon's preparation, less practiced, of course, than, than Liverpool's, is uh, unlike anything ever in the build-up to an FA Cup final. Let, let's start with the things that, you, that are traditional. You went to Abbey Road... Um, to uh, Studio A where the Beatles did their thing and you recorded um, one of the least well-remembered football records of all time. Do you remember what it was? Can we sing it? Yeah, go on it. No, 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 I can't,
4: can't sing no. it. What was no. it
2: called? Can you remember that?
4: <laughs> no, no, we I, are
5: I, Wimbledon or something.
4: We are Wimbledon. Slow, Wimbledon we are it was Wimbledon.
5: Wimbledon. Yeah, it was pretty dull. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I know. Mean. Classic. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we were the, the crazy gang as such and we should have yeah. had a... a a, a decent record yeah. that reflected our personality and character and liverpool had the the the, the best video and best song going didn't they was it the anfield oh yeah that was craig johnson's
3: yeah, uh, yeah we yeah, should craig, have had something he it. was well, that, he actually he that. <coughs> was that that year yeah, yeah and craig wrote it oh yeah? Yeah. yeah yeah we got i think we got it in number 3 and yeah, you know, I think
2: they only sold three copies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no, I mean it, it is a spec. That's all part of the build, yeah, yeah. you know. That, getting that your was, that was lovely... something about your suits because I remember was yeah, that was fashion. Yeah, fashion. Yeah.
4: His, his agent was. Um, it's all coming back oh, to Harry Ray cool. now. Sorry, Eric Cool, Eric Cool, Monster, Monster. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so they I set them out there and I said, right, you could go, go and do it, go and do what you want, and this is let the players enjoy it. So the Monster came in um, on board. So we all got club suits. There's only one with a white. John Fashion yeah.
2: <laughs> the same, the same Eric Hall, was, yeah. the same famous football agent Eric Hall, who the first time he met me on the radio and live on radio said, "Danny, some people are built like Greek gods. You'll be like a Greek restaurant." <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, so yeah, but that was I had a press. We had a press day which they'd never had before. We that everybody came to play Land and they could interview everybody except Dennis. De- <laughs> Dennis Wise. Nobody could talk to Dennis Wise. I got old oh, monster. I says, "What's that? He's I'm his agent." I said, "So why why can't he talk to the press?" He says, "He's um he's got an exclusive for the Daily Express." I says, "Nobody but nobody's got an exclusive here." I says, "So I ripped into... Uh, uh, Eric and and I said to Dennis, "You've got to talk to the other people, because he just thought he was exclusively for the Daily Express." You <laughs> you you. You went to, and trained on the pitch
2: at Wembley on a Thursday.
4: No, OK, Danny. Look, I, I I went to Wembley with in 1969 with Arsenal. We walked up the tunnel. They'd had the Horse of the Year show. The pitch was a disgrace. The players, the McClintocks, the Grahams, the McNabs, uh, the Goulds, the Samuels, and we, we were all in tears. No, ti-
2: he's included himself with those excellent yeah, footballers. Yeah,
4: yeah. We were all in, no, we were all in tears. <sighs> we're getting to Wembley and the pitch is a disgrace in the League Cup final. So, do, do, so, do, you mind,
2: do you mind me saying that the, the Swindon wing and Don Rogers didn't find a problem. No,
4: no. Well, if you look at his kit, he never had a kick for 91 <laughs> minutes. After 91 minutes he scores two goals comes off spotless. Leave spotless. It,
5: leave it, leave it, it's gone.
4: Okay. <laughs> so, sorry,
2: give Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anyway, so so anyway, so we got down to Arsenal one. That's all you need to know. <laughs> 3. Th- oh, 3-1. Three,
4: 3-1. Three, yeah. three, three, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I we 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 turn up on a Thursday and I I take them all there and we all got there. I said take your kit, take your kit bags. So they took their own kit, their own kit bags. So Did I anyone said,
2: know you're you're going to Wembley, Bob. I, I, station, I,
4: right? I just phoned up and said, could we bring the team?" I said, "Yeah." So I said to the groundsman, "I says, you disappear out your room, and there'll be an envelope in your office." <laughs> 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 so we played on Wembley. <laughs> we had a little practice match. <laughs> and uh, now to return
2: to the start of the show, where <laughs> he was never going to wet the pitch. To no, no, right? no, no. be fair, I mean... no, no. the, oh, the pitch, uh, the pitch was untouched. The pitch was yeah. absolutely <laughs> immaculate.
4: Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I, yeah, but if the lads hadn't been there, we just wanted to uh, eradicate the element. And what do teams do now? Uh, Twenty four hours before the game, Danny, they go and train on a pitch wherever they are. If it's in Europe, wherever it is, it's become acceptable. Wim, Wimbledon started it again.
3: Trailblazers, <laughs> 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 yeah.
5: Were.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> also, and now I'm, I'm, I'm going to I kind of alluded to this at the start of the show. Also, Trailblazers in the matter of the thorny issue of distributing FA Cup final tickets.
4: Well, that, that that's to be proven, Danny, not it? It's alleged. That's all alleged. <laughs> <laughs> we're just allegedly slaying things like that at the moment. Anyway, so we trained on the we trained on the pitch. We trained on the pitch, and it took the nerves out of the lads, and I, I thought it was the right thing to do.
2: All right, tell us about the evening before the match, then. You stayed, um, well, stayed in the regular... Uh, hotel. You stayed in the we st- called we
4: went the to The Cannizzaro Can- is a lo- lovely hotel. Five star. Still magnificent. Ned never stayed five star in their lives. Where do you want me to start? With Gibson's boots? With fashionu? With the th- bread rolls? I'll start with Terry. Is that right? You slept in your cup final no. boots?
2: No. One no. boot.
5: One boot. Well, tell One. me why, Terry. Well, Bob seems to think it was either superstition no. or I was breaking in a new pair yes. of boots. yeah. I'd come off against Man United on the Monday with a Scored a goal, Paul yeah. McGrath, as I've shot, Paul McGrath's come across me and I've kicked the bottom of his boot. My foot was so swollen that if I didn't keep a boot or shoe on, there was no You'd way. you never got
2: it back into it.
5: Yeah, so we, Bob's forgot to tell us that, tell you that we had a three-hour training session on Friday evening. Friday afternoon. Three to six o'clock. And my foot was killing me, so iced it, put a shoe on it, we went out to the pub kept my shoe on, come back, and I knew if I didn't sleep with my boot on, I wouldn't get it on the okay, next day. Okay, so, thing. right. <laughs> it well, was blue, it was so... Donna,
4: well, D- it Don Howe Don and biggest. I said, right, he was going to he was going to an official function, I didn't want to be in any function, what's whatsoever, function whatsoever. the league managers, I didn't want that, I Just and I said to Don, what do we do? He says, we're training in the afternoon, we'll get used to the weather. So that was it, preparation, proper three preparation. Hours.
2: Very hot day. Very, very hot, hot day. Yeah. Summer, and yeah. at the
4: end of the three hours, mind, I'll tell you, we trained and we really trained, at the end of three hours, um we had also penalty taking oh, by two and a De- half
5: thousand set pieces.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you, listen, did you win? Anyway, so Dennis Wise, Dennis, Dennis Wise, and and Alan Court went out and pra- practiced for another hour, half an hour after that, and I had to get them in. We're talking now about half past six. We are talking right. so because they were practicing penalties. John Aldridge puts the ball down, runs, r- goes up, checks, stops, p- side foot. And they did that. They did it time after time after Dave time.
2: Dave Besson practiced John Aldridge's penalty. Yep. on the, the Trailblazers. Yeah. Trailblazers once yeah. Yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, this that,
4: was. That. This was. This was. England the managers ought to, listen to this. I'm. I'm at the man. I'm in the. I'm the office. Hopefully Come you on, know. you get get in there. <laughs> get in. I want you in.
2: Talk to me about the dinner before the, oh, night, the, the night dinner. Before the the match. dinner.
4: Okay, so we we have the pre match we have the pre match meal. Then all of a sudden we're in a five star hotel and there are rolls started to disappear across the district. Uh, across no, the it restaurant.
5: was out. You and Bob Wilson. Bob Wilson was interviewing you out in the patio. And we was up on the that, third floor yeah, or
2: something. Yeah,
4: and you was throwing. And, them and we were chucking him out. Chucking them, out at, a, them a down. Very
2: water. very mature. Yeah. 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 Anyway,
4: so I said yeah. to Don, I said, Look, I've got to do something. <laughs> Somebody said the bunch of grapes is a pub up here. I said. I'll give them some money. We argue over it. I always thought it was a hundred. They thought it was fifty. I says, "You, you lot, get down the, the the bunch of grapes." But I, there was one issue: no pint glasses, no pint glasses, half half pints. Anyway, so they all went. So
2: let me just see, let me just get this exactly straight. So you're now in the pub with one football boot on. If the story <laughs> no, is I true, on by then. Okay.
5: I on, but okay, right. Me, as long as I had something on me. Okay, right,
4: all it, right. It so so they're in the bunch of they're in the bunch of grapes, whatever it is on the on the common, and then three. Renegades. There was Gail, uh, Jones, and Wise. They come back in the back door, and I looked at. And I says, I know where you three have been. You've been down a bunch of grapes. You've spent your own money. That lot have gone down with Sam's money down there. So they run out. They run, <laughs> They they legged it. They were chasing them back out of the pub again.
2: Uh, let's get on to the day of the match. Um, and Bobby, I'll have to start with you again. Um, first thing I noticed when I saw the teams wandering around John Fashionoo your uh, talismanic if that's the right word although manic might just be the word centre forward was wearing a big bandage on his hand well on a Friday night had I, he had a wart or something now, on a
4: Friday night I always go around and see if the players I looked at Gibbo he had the boot this boot on I didn't know until this moment I've got to say that that he was injured <laughs> I've got to say I, I thought he was trying to get a, um, a sponsorship on, his, on a boot, a boot. Well, on one foot well, I, <laughs> listen, this, a this small lot, sponsorship that, that, this lot would do anything anyway so and then Vinnie says, Gaffy, he's got to come in here, he's got to come in here. So I go into his room, he's sharing with Fashionu, and who has got his fist through the door. Well, the, what's happened is the News of the World have set him up with a young lady, haven't they? Um, and they've released a story on a Friday evening, and uh, Fashionu <laughs> is, 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 is just hit rock bottom. It's all going to blow up on the, on, the, on the Sunday. He's been told this by the News of the World on a Friday. He's lost control. He's a
2: black belt in karate. He's lost, a, he's
4: lost control in himself, and I'm trying to get his fist out the at the toilet door.
3: <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Limpopo Hotel, I think Ray will confirm you're all in bed by half past ten. Yeah, but listen, I, I thought we had some sinners. You know, we had some yeah. lads who liked the night out and a yeah. laugh and a joke. But my goodness, we were choir boys compared to this mob women. I mean, we were all. Like, I'm, I'm, Probably by half ten, eleven. You were in your rooms with your. You, you always shared a room yes. back then. Who you'd did be you share room. with? Can you remember? Uh, I can't. No, I can't no. remember. Who I shared with you on that day. No, but you would be just in there. You'd be relaxing, getting yourself prepared for the the match the next day. But no, nothing like this. You know, three hours. Tra- if if Liverpool <laughs> trained three hours pre-season, there would be after
4: yeah. <laughs> Three hours the day before the match and two and a half hours. On there, set there was teams. something tactically we wanted. What we wanted to do was move um, Dennis Weiss from wide left to wide right. Don had been thinking about it. We with his wonderful football brain, and he, he said we, we've got to have Wise in front of uh, Barnes and Goodyear behind him. And every time a red shirt looks up, they can see one red shirt in between two blue shirts. But,
3: but just so I know, we didn't practice uh, set plays for two and a half hours the whole season. No, though. no, no. No. no, you were trying to score with football, as I recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably practiced football. We yeah, didn't practice <laughs> <all> set pieces.
2: <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, you, you, I want to get into the into the into the, <laughs> the game, but before that, um talk to me about what what was the thing with Don Howe and. The timekeeping.
4: Well, we had th- we had three coaches co- come from the Cannazaris. We had a team coach, we had, we, we had a, a staff coach and we had a family coach. So I, we'd sorted it all out and people got on. It was lovely and friendly. And it was a lovely atmosphere at the Cannazaris. So we all go down and we, and we get into Wembley. We drive through those old beautiful wooden gates that they used to have. We, d- we drove in and I, and, and I said, I want you all in the dressing room. Nobody leave. Nobody to go on to Wembley until I tell you. So we all got in there and we said, and we had a chat with them and then <clears throat> all of a sudden they didn't know, the lads didn't know, they disappeared. And Don said, Right, everybody on the staff, put your watches back two minutes. Two minutes, and what we were going to, what we were, what we aimed to do was keep Kenny waiting for two minutes. And when we got in there, the, with, with the referees, so you were the,
2: two minutes late for everything.
4: Everything. We were late for as much as we could have been. But when they came in our dressing room to, to look, we, we said to the referee, the linesman, your your clock's wrong. No, 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 we're <laughs> right. You look, look at his you look at his, you look at this The linesman he's getting all blushed. He, he didn't want to say. Him. So, so we, so we kicked them off. But we kept Kenny waiting for for two minutes at Okay. We well, at
2: let's talk about, about, about the game itself um, well, you've talked about tactically what you did when you moved Dennis Wise what do you remember Ray about the
3: opening the, the opening salvos of the game well the first thing that happened was the challenge wasn't it from Vinny on Steve McMahon I mean in today's fit, we'd be probably locked up for six months it was, <laughs> I mean, it was that bad but obviously it was a ploy something that uh, women would have wanted it was upset Liverpool's play and you know back then you first five minutes ten minutes of games you'd get away with quite a lot couldn't you yeah. you know the referees were reluctant to produce yellow cards like Elia. A free on one, a free Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, used to be quite a few free ones back in that. Back if in that. I
4: told you it was after twenty-eight minutes, what would you say?
3: What that challenge? It wasn't.
4: Well. Hang on, your watch
3: doesn't working, don't
2: forget. No no, 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 no it's
4: two minutes fast, so it's twenty six <laughs> minutes. Now, uh, if you go and look at the, uh, the, if you look at the video, I, I watched it a couple a few years ago. I it, knew to be a I've never watched it. It, it, the, 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 the the kick. No, the, the, that, that tackle is to is in the second second part of the first half. Was
3: it? I thought it was fairly early on. as is I remember I thought near the kickoff. Uh,
2: oh well, let, let's. I'm uh, I'm uh, I it was yeah. on. Yeah.
3: There unless a... there's another challenge danny <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. there could have been more than one let's just say that there might be more than one between Vinny and,
2: and stevie mack it, it and was kind thing. of tight and tense in that first half an hour or so dennis wise had a free kick that, that went quite close you had a move where peter Beardsley played it into you you played it onto john
3: Aldridge and it was scrambled away by David Besson yeah but there was also Alan Anson went through Alan Anson went through yeah, he a did. great chance and, and Besson made a great save and then there was a scramble where John Barnes should have scored at the far post, it far post and yes. uh, once again it, I think Bez made another uh, outstanding save Peter Beardsley had a goal disallowed well that was the one that really grated us because the referee actually blew the whistle instead of playing on he was away and running and then he actually pulled it back for a free kick and we were livid with him at that stage because I think and I think I don't know whether the lads would have agreed but I think whoever got the first goal yeah, you really they, did they have the upper hand yeah. you know what I mean you did really have the upper hand we felt if we could have got the first goal we would have went on to win it But going a goal behind, you know, it really put us under pressure.
2: Well, of course, that goal um, by Laurie Sanchez is one of the most famous goals in the history, one of the most famous goals in the history of English football. Um, One of the people who had the very, very, very best view of it, though I don't suppose he enjoyed it very much, is the great Liverpool goalkeeper of the time, Bruce Grobbelaar. And he joins us on the line now. Hello, Bruce.
6: How are you doing uh, gentlemen? Uh, fantastic listening to you. your reminiscing of the, of the cup final.
2: Bruce, um, I'll, get, I'll get the Wimbledon view on it in just a second, but uh, what about the Liverpool view? Uh, obviously Ray Houghton's not supposed to defend uh, uh, balls <laughs> into the box, so tell us what you saw. Uh, I mean, as you say, it has been a very close game up to then, not much in it, um, and quite tough game, and then the first goal was always going to be so critical. Tell us your, remin- your recollection of the goal, Bruce.
6: Well, just before you get there, I think that there was a challenge uh, right earlier on by, from Vinny. Uh, and yes uh, so
2: yeah but Bobby Gould's trying to cover Gildy, up the evidence Gildy, you now
6: were, no you, Gildy you were right at the 28 minutes there was a very bad challenge that uh, in nowadays he uh, would have pro- probably been sent to prison yeah. but never mind uh, it was the game
4: it's a bit strong Bruce <laughs> I mean, no he,
6: he would have been. I'm telling you that was like assault <laughs> with, a, with a deadly weapon yeah two feet <laughs> No, no, nobody is, kicked that you, day, Bruce.
2: I, 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 nobody ever kicked you, though. That's a separate story, isn't it?
6: I'm telling you, they did kick me many, many <laughs> times. I've had my nose broken three times. My fingers split open twice. So, you know, people wanted to go after people. Yes, it, it happened. And playing against w- Wimbledon, you know you were up against it. The free kick that they had was our right-hand side, down their left their left-hand side, and... It was just a perfect uh, ball that was played in, and uh, Laurie Sanchez got got away from his marker and flicked the ball toward the the far post. I'm sure that yeah, he, he he did go for goal, and I was I had a look at it, thinking, well, it's going past the the far post, and it didn't. It just uh, snuck in. It was a, a well executed goal,
2: Terry. Will and, you- and
6: yes, uh, Ray... We, we we never we never practice any uh, uh, free kicks or anything at our clubs. I didn't even practice goalkeeping. I was a, 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 a center striker training.
2: Ray, I'm always fascinated when you have these iconic goals. That everyone remembers every second of it. But the 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 other people we have a TV view of it. The other people who see it from different places of so the players on the pitch I'll ask you
3: first where yeah. were you and what did you see well I, I, I think we contested the free kick It was Stevie Nicholls had a challenge I can't remember if it was Corky or someone out on the left hand side uh, the left of Wimbledon or right side and Stevie still felt, felt it was no free kick yeah. it was given but you've got to defend it but Bruce is absolutely right sometimes you just can't defend certain situations if the ball is a perfect ball and you've got players in the right areas and they attack the ball as Wimbledon could you look at the boys did coming forward you know Vinny was in there big young you know, young at the back uh, dory, I don't have good dory. yeah I don't know if, uh, did we, six did you no, let them back
4: we but they had
3: like five or six lads and Tel mentioned the area, it earlier over six foot and none of them were, were going up there not had the ball they weren't in there as, as I've heard big Ron call players but you're, you're like an ornament up there you're not standing <laughs> and you're not doing nothing these lads you knew were going to attack them. well they have been I've practicing been for three hours well, the well not, day. not only that
6: hey, you had real play you you, you, yeah. you've, you've, got to, you've got to remember that they had the, the big striker, John Fashion, who yeah. always used to say to me, Brucey, see at the far post. And he meant it. <laughs> 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 Is that the name of a pub in Liverpool? <laughs> Oh dear! But, wait, wait, me. Were, were I, I you, totally
2: a, Ray? Were you on a post or marking somebody, or do
3: you remember? No, I can't remember no. where I was. I might have been on the edge
2: Bruce, of the. Can, but we didn't really. Have, no. no, no, no. We, I, I,
6: I can tell you where Ray was. He was on the edge of the area, on the D, where, uh, waiting for the knockdowns.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Let me. Uh, so let me ask you, Terry, um, swollen foot and all. Um, what, what do you remember of the goal?
5: I can remember. I agree with Ray. It was probably a 50-50 decision. I think it's Terry Feildon on the left. Was it Feildon down was it? the left? Mm. And I can remember. We're all trying to organise ourselves, and I remember Sanch shout, shouting to Corky to get towards the near post because it was going to be swinging in towards Bruce Grobler, curving in towards goal, which is hard for goalkeepers yeah. because if, if sometimes no one gets a touch and it can. They're exposed then, yeah. Yeah, and then it's. it's yeah. And Corky didn't go there, so Sanch went there himself and <laughs> scored the goal. Well, after, but you telling me, hang on a mones. second. After two and a half hours of practice the day before, he
3: still didn't have off path when it got <laughs> to the <laughs> final. Well,
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think Cooky drunk too much on the Friday night. He got everything he'd been told, and uh, so but we knew we had a set up where there was five or six
4: what, really what it was, big players. There was a, there was a line, there was a yeah. line of five, and the aim the aim of the actual free kick is to put for Dennis to put in the top corner. It he puts it. Was
6: it wisey? Sorry, was it did you swung the ball? Yeah, in
4: there? oh yeah, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. He practiced for three hours. Hey, he knew what mark, he. he knew what he was doing. Away. Anyway, so so <laughs> by swinging it in, it just needs that little glance, and it goes in that top 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 corner, Bruce. What? I, I, we went one nil up. And we, you, I, I, remember. I was at, off at the dugout. I was giving it a big cheer, and all of a sudden, the big experienced arm put, put his hand on my shoulder. He says, "There's another hour. There's another hour to go yet, young man. Sit down, <laughs> Bruce."
2: <laughs> in this section, Bruce, I'd like to leave the last word to you. Um, in all seriousness, the goal goes in, but you're playing in a truly great football team, that Liverpool side. Um, I presume you all still thought, oh, "All right, that's a setback. No one wants to concede the first goal, but we can go on still and do this."
6: Absolutely. It was a magnificent side that we had. Um, and we, we just felt that we, once we got control, because we took our, we, we took control of the game after that goal went in, and we created chances. But we we were up against an inspired goalkeeper, David Besson, who, who played magnificently on the day. Um, but what, what frustrated myself and uh, some of us at the back is when John Barnes had the ball for the penalty and uh, Aldo came and took it off him. Yeah, And we thought, hold on a minute, what's going on here? Well, and, you know of what? course, what happened then, uh, Bessie, he stood up. He knew what uh, Alder was going to do, his little stutter shuttle. And he, he made Alder place the ball, which he saved, which was magnificent. And, uh, you know, you can you can go on and on and what you should have done in hindsight and everything. But on the day, we, we felt that we controlled the game. Had we had scored the first goal, we would have gone... Continued on and pushed on, but you got to give uh, Wimbledon their due. They they came out and played us at their at, at at their own game. Although they should should have had one person sent off.
2: Well, actually, we heard earlier on Bruce <laughs> in the show that no, that wouldn't affect them at all. To be fair, <laughs> listen, guys, I want to thank you very much. I wanted to get a laser point description of that moment because it's such an iconic moment in English football. You've scored, Bobby, and uh, it's half time. Let me. Uh, what went on in, uh, at half time with, with with Wimbledon because. Um I, I did it change the way you approach the game of football once you take the take a lead particularly against a team like
4: Liverpool Well we were in a situation it'd be, it's been very warm and we It's 84 degrees 84, and we are well aware of that and Don with his knowledge of being South America and everything else we have a gentleman called Joe Dillon who's like assistant kit, kit manager so he is sent down to the dressing rooms prior to the uh, half time
5: Terry's laughing already yeah, yeah. <laughs> assistant kit man part parts army turned up on a match day and they would sit out that was
4: it really. He's yeah. uh, a great <laughs> lad, anyway. So it was. I think he was. Dan- so, so he's just a bloke that no, we were then. making. Yeah, yeah. This but no, Joe was great because he, he was a bit of a minder. He was a big fella, Danny. Oh a, yeah, you really he,
2: need a lot of mind in that. Uh, so I, he didn't know. I, no,
4: Dan, Danny, I did. Anyway, so we sent Joe down. We sent Joe down, and we said, right, every towel in the bath. And get as much ice as you can possible. So they, we get the lads off. They get they walk down the tunnel. I don't know what, and they get into the dressing room. By the time I get there, um, they've all got these towels wrapped round them, and it's like, it's like I'm talking to a, a, a team of towels. That's all I'm talking <laughs> to. Man.
2: Like pharaohs.
4: Yeah, pharaohs. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. So what Don's knowledge was, and uh, is in the earlier days of playing in, in warm temperatures, getting the getting your head and your body temperature I'll ask down. A, a Straightforward l- question, Bobby Gould.
2: Um, Everything that ha- happens at uh, good at Wimbledon it seems to be it's Don Howe's idea. I'm yeah, well, driving a bus. What were you actually doing to earn yeah, your no, money? No, no, no.
4: I, I was, uh, I was looking after Sam, Sam Herman, the chairman, who <laughs> was 24/7, 365 of the year. You name it, he and he, and I had to look after Sam. And not only that, D- D- Don loved being on the on the coaching field, and we just we had a great relationship. A money joke, I know, but, you, I trust, yeah, but it's yeah, but you trust you trust your number twos with your life and Don, Don was brilliant and we had a great relationship
3: What about the Liverpool dressing room at halftime? can you remember much Ray? Yeah I mean it was still upbeat you know you're only 1-0 down uh, and I think after Wimbledon had scored the goal we started to take control we had more of the ball and, and good positions Um but we knew we had to break them down that was the, the, the key and we felt if we could get one we'd go on and get a second so it was usually important that we get ourselves back in so it wasn't panic we've been in that situation these lads have played in huge games before you know yeah. well a couple of years ago they played Roma in Rome at their home ground and beat them there so they weren't phased by situations they were, they were ready for it but we knew we needed to score fairly early on in the second half to get ourselves back into it and then go on and, and try to win it and you know I think when we, we were just talking earlier we didn't really play the way they normally played, which is down the channels, get the ball forward quickly, I mean, and was, get support uh, yeah, again, from behind. when we
2: were discussing this off there, Terry, you were saying, um, you worked very
5: hard, but the way the game was going, the way Liverpool were playing, you, you hardly touched the ball. Yeah, now my my role in this build up after that Nottingham Forest game that we spoke about earlier. When Bob, they
2: thrashed when yeah, Liverpool
5: thrashed Forest, yeah. Bob and Don came up with a plan and broke down the, the the whole system of play for Liverpool, all the goals that were scored, and it all started by Nottingham Forest allowing Hanson and Gillespie, easy possession from Bruce Grobbler. Then it got into midfield and with players like Ray and John Barnes, Peter Beardsley, then all hell could break loose. So we had to start defending from the front. For the only time in my whole career, I was asked to man-mark a central defender. So I just chased Alan Hanson around. I didn't allow Grobbler to, Bruce Grobbler to throw the ball out to him. Fash had to pick up Gary Gillespie. We had to work across the back four. So we were the front line of defence. Our game was based around purely... Not purely but mostly stopping at a wonderful Liverpool football team because if we didn't, we would never have been in the game to a threat from our set pieces and stuff like that. We knew that would be a great opportunity for us to score a goal. So it was a all the clubs I played for, that was the hardest working team, most well organised team that I've ever played with. And We we joked about the three-hour training session, but everything was prepared so thorough, and it had to be because of the the team that we were playing against, otherwise we we would have been embarrassed.
2: We went into great detail. um, The second half, um, as you say, uh, as Ray was saying, Liverpool had more and more of the ball, um, and I I don't think it was a game of many, many chances, but of course there is one legendary chance that does come. Um, It's hard to believe, isn't it, that a penalty had never been missed in an FA Cup final. Um, But there we are. That that is the truth of it. Um, Let's get to... I mean, what do you remember about A, the getting of the penalty and the penalty itself? Yeah, well, obviously,
3: you're delighted, aren't you, Dan? You know, you get a penalty, Mm -hmm. you're 1-0 down, you're back. And we said, if we can get a goal, go to 1-1, I think in that stage... It would, we would put us certainly at favourites to win yeah. the game because that stage, as we were saying, Wimbledon were playing, you know, defensive stuff. They were knocking the ball forward. We were winning back possession, coming forward, weren't creating a great deal because of the way they were set up. We're really hard to break down. You know, when you've got players working hard, they've got something to play for because of one nil ahead. It's amazing the energy levels you get. You know, sure. the, the normal circumstances, you know, you might not run as much as you do, but when you're one out you've got something to hang on. To and if we listen, if we can just hang on for the next half hour, whatever it may be, yes. we're going to win the cup today. And that spurs you on even more uh, and when we got the penalty we thought oh definite chance because John's record from penalties was excellent absolutely excellent I mean he could put it either way when he went up and he did his little stutter as he went up to it goalkeepers used to go one way and John's brilliant at uh, just put, p- placing the ball the opposite but what way what
2: about but what Bruce
3: Groblarge said to us well earlier. I'm surprised do, at that do, do,
2: do you remember John Barnes going to take the penalty no I don't he's uh, older was the penalty taker yeah John yeah. was the penalty taker okay.
3: yeah, so to me there was only one choice which was John but I think John changed his mind I, I mean, I'd have to ask him again but I'm sure he changed his mind as he went up to take it uh, he had a, you know, something in his head where he wanted to place the ball but as he ran up he made a change the last minute, but Dave Bez obviously had worked on what John was doing because what Dave didn't do like other goalkeepers prior to him, he didn't move. No, he he waited, he stayed. stayed. So John's waiting for the movement, the movement's not coming, then it's up to him to place it somewhere, you know, rather than the goalkeeper doing the work for him. And Bez stood up for a long time, waited, and then it's what is he six four, six five, Bez? I mean oh. he's stretched out to make the save.
4: You're still smiling a quarter of a century later, Gold. The goal scorer usually gets the ball. Sanchez, I, I changed the rules. I went up to Dave Besson after the game and I gave him the ball. I said, you're the first goalkeeper to ever save a penalty. I think you deserve the ball more than Sanchez. And Sanchez has never forgiven me. I mean, <laughs> the,
2: the, the stupid the, the stupid among us, that will be me, will say, well, you must have known you're going to win there. But it's still a half an hour of the game to go. So, yeah, yeah. Um, But you must have known, that perhaps, and, and to win any football match, no matter how good a team you are, you need a bit of luck. I mean that was a great save, but it's lucky to save a penalty. No matter how good the skill is, did you start to realise in the two of you that this was going to happen?
5: Well, I think we have to be honest and say we did get our fair share of luck in that game. Um, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Mm-hmm. And we had to work so hard to, to to stay in the game and to get the one lead as one goal lead, as Ray said. You you do hang on with even greater determination then. Um, but we had a good we had a good set of players. We had some young players who were at the beginning of their career that went on after that game, the likes of Terry Phelan, John Scales. um, Dave Besant went up to Newcastle, Andy Thorn went to Newcastle, Eric Young went to Crystal Palace, so I have to give Bob credit that he found these players playing in the lower leagues, brought them to Wimbledon, So for most of them it was their first season, wasn't it? It was my first season at the club and the likes of Eric Young and people like that, Terry Phelan, John Scowles. so it was an unknown group. It was... You know, people didn't know how good we were. pushed Bristol Rovers, Terry Phelan was Swansea, wasn't yeah. it? Youngie from Brighton. So that all led to the we were playing, you know, the, the famous Liverpool with these players. Um, so I think people underestimate now that we actually we had some good players and, and were a decent team.
2: Well, I think in the in the interest of cutting out the agony for, for Ray Houghton, I think we'll cut... Um, Liverpool made one or two more chances. I think Steve Nicol had a decent chance near the end, Ray. But... Um, Oddly enough, in a, in a in a final where people, I think, uh, before the game, there were many people who wanted Liverpool to win. It was, they were going to win the double. They were the best football team in the country. By the end of it, of course, you're often hanging on for the underdogs. And the final whistle goes. Um, what was your reaction to the final whistle, Bob? It's just
4: amazement, really, that... It's something that nobody will ever be able to take away from you. You've won a enough- club
2: outside of the uh, outside of the football league. Eleven years before.
4: Yeah, but you, all of a sudden, I think you think as yourself. You think of yourself. Yeah. as you, oh, a, 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 Of your own, what it means to you and wh- what you've achieved, and all of a sudden, Danny, I've got to come out of that. I've got to look after this group, of, well. The crazy gang. I've yeah. got. I've got to make sure now. We we are, we have to be so respectful of what we've just done, what we've achieved, uh, and 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 say right, get a grip of yourselves, because behave, <laughs> behave.
3: Good luck. <laughs> Finally, things. Yeah. So, Terry,
2: you you you'd been you'd been subbed after about an yeah. hour. Um, maybe they might have seen through your sore foot or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> can you remember your reaction to the final whistle? I
5: found that they. I don't know if Ray obviously played there more than me in, in big finals, but. I found the whole day emotional. You know, the build up looking we were in the room watching the television with Clive Goodry, I was sharing a room with, and you can see the, the footage of the on the television looking through your hotel window and stuff like that and you're thinking, Then they play the music while they they're introducing the teams and all that. Getting to Wembley itself, walking on the pitch, seeing your family, abide with me. I was in the, the shower because it was so hot, I had we warmed up, had a shower literally two or three minutes before we went out cold shower to cool down, you can hear it bide with me. So the whole thing is massively emotional for a first-timer like myself, uh, only time. And of course to win it as well, that, that's when it, it really kicks on the emotion of all those years growing up, watching these cup finals and, and pretending you're the player that's just scored the winning goal and you've just done it and, you know, to, as I said, to do it and you look along the, uh, the bench, Kenny Dalgleish was there and all these famous people that have been involved in with Liverpool and you, it certainly made it special for us that we, we beat such a special football club
2: I would like to quote again um, John Motson from the BBC that famous line the crazy gang have beaten the culture club um, Wembley there's always got me to, the thing about sport Ray is that it doesn't work unless one team gets beaten there's got to yeah, be a loser yeah, yeah. even a great team has to lose um, I guess I could, it'd be easy to ask you about the moments when you pick trophies up but uh, can you remember what you and your teammates were feeling at the end of the game oh obviously
3: you're distraught I mean John Aldridge, uh, I don't think John's recovered to this day, if you were to ask him. I mean, that was the the worst moment in his footballing career uh, as a player. Because he grew up as a Liverpool fan, he used to go to the cop and watch Liverpool uh, in the sixties. You know, Roger Hunt was his favourite player. I Used to imagine he was Roger Hunt playing. And we were actually going to the Euros. We Ireland, we just qualified for the European Championships. And I remember being away after the, the there was like two weeks afterwards or whatever it was, and it was just before the Euros had started. And we were on a golf course with John, and he said, "I, I can't get it out of my head. Right. I just cannot get that penalty miss out out of my head, of how I've let the club down, and how I've let the you know the city of Liverpool down." still playing on his mind and even to this day still I'm sure he still plays that penalty miss out in his head because to him you know, it was like odds on that he was going to score. The worst feeling is actually going up the stairs. It's the best feeling when you've won it. It's the worst feeling when, you, when you've lost because you don't really want to go up there. You got 1st Yeah, you, you, Yeah, you know? got first and, you know, the, the opposition are very respectful. They clap you up there and your fans are there and obviously they're distraught that you've lost. But it's the worst feeling going up, to you pick your medal up when you've lost because all you want to do is get down the tunnel, get into the changing room and try and forget about it because actually that was it. That was the season over domestically. That was it. end of, you know, and then you've got to get yourself in the right frame of mind for the following season and you're more determined to try and get back there but for the lads I'm sure Terry mentioned there you love the emotion of the day is unbelievable Uh, I remember the the first time I went there someone said savour the moment savour the day try and remember it as best you can uh, and that's what you try to do and I'm sure the lads have done fabulous day.
4: That's what I said to them. I got them all together because R- Vinny was running riot, putting his hands where he shouldn't have put and he'd be putting his hands, pitches being taken and think I'm seeing all these horrible... And I got them together. I says, you make that walk around that pitch the longest walk of your lives. Make sure you don't you don't waste a, a second of it because we might never come back again. There's
2: always uh, a second side to these stories and uh, I think Ray, we should take a few seconds just to remember that one of the players on the Liverpool side has uh, sadly been lost to us this year. A very, very young man who played full back in the day for you, um Gary Ablett
3: Yeah, Gary was a great lad. Um he lived around the corner from me, Danny, uh in in Wilton in Liverpool. Um lovely, lovely professional, you know, role model really, family man. You know, he wasn't a, a big drinker, didn't go out at all like that. But Gary loved the game, very good football, cultured player. Could play at centre back, left back, uh very good in possession of the ball, decent in the air and a competitor. Uh, and it was a sad loss. It really was a sad loss. Uh, such a tender age as well. But there's been a few around, far too many of late uh, in the football community. Young lads, Kevin Sheedy of late, uh, yep. McLaughlin, uh, who have had cancer. And uh, fortunately, the two lads have come through it. Gary, unfortunately, lost his life. And uh, he, it's a big, big loss. You know, because the lads, you know, the crazy gang, whatever you want to call them. Mm. As I said, they, there was a togetherness about them that made it unique for them. And it was the same at Liverpool. You know, you felt that you were part of a bigger family. You know, the players that have represented Liverpool before. You were one of them. You know, you're now... No no one can ever take that away. Like Bobby said, no one can ever take away from Wimbledon the fact that they won the 1988 FA Cup final... That can never be taken away. That's in the history books. They've got the memories. Playing at Liverpool brings its own share of memories as well. And you feel that you're part of a uni- unique group playing for such a uh, a fantastic club. And Gary was part of that family. Listen, I
2: just wanted because uh, want, When I was looking at the, the footage last night, I remembered that, you know what happened with Gary this year. And without making too much of a handbrake turn out of it, I take it the celebrations were A, amazing, and B, long-lasting, Terry Gibson. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
5: what? No, honestly... We had a better night on the Friday night. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We had the marquee back at the (coughs) Plough Lane pitch. First of all, we got the coach back to the hotel. There was a quick little shindig there, families and stuff. The coach was going to leave in about 20 minutes. It left with about, well, me, my wife and two other players and their wives forgot about us, went back to the ground, so we had to get a cab. Then we had the marquee on the pitch at Plough Lane there was too many dignitaries there. It was a little bit too wordy, toity for us a lot. Um, even Lulu was there, who'd been to what? how many of our games that past couple of seasons? None. Um, so there was, a, there was a few people there, councillors and stuff like that. It wasn't really a cup of tea. And it, it all ended quite early, really. We got a, a lift back from the, the the stadium, Plough Lane Stadium, dressing it up really posh now. We got a, a lift back from Plough Lane to the hotel in a, in a police van. We were walking down the street... Um, dressed in our cup final suits with our wives, it was about six players, and the police van pulled over and said, "Jump in." And we jumped in, got lifted back to the hotel, being the crazy gang. When we got back to the hotel, the idea was to have a drink back there, and being the crazy gang, they refused to serve us. <laughs> oh. So it was a bit of, a but we were so tired. The thing I remember most in the change room after the game was the amount of exhausted people, players, but we were just completely, absolutely wiped out. So it, it was. Emotional when we were pleased, obviously, but so tired.
2: Immediately after the game, Bobby, um, you had two touching moments. Um, well, one, one touching, one more combative, um, with, with mothers. Yeah, You met your own mum at Wembley.
4: Yes, yeah, we were coming out the, the great big doors. We were driving down in the coach, and I'm sat at the front. I've got the cup. And I'm yeah. sat at the front on, on my own. I'm showing it everybody. This is a co- Who do I see but my own mum? So the coach, you stop there. You don't move another inch. I got off. I got off the coach and I went and got a photographer, and me and my mum, had the, a picture oh, taken oh, with you. It was ma- it was, was a magical magic, magic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the only mother you no, met. No, no, we're we getting to about twelve o'clock and uh, in this marquee, I, w- I couldn't take them to a hotel. No, I definitely couldn't take it. So I said we'll have a marquee. And what I did, I said like you have a table of ten and you have your own people on that table you have your own people and so during the evening I'm, I'm, I'm dancing with a wife or so cold I'm sweating we've got match of the day there we've got Jimmy Hill and everything else and he was my previous manager and so we, we've done the, we've done all that then all of a sudden I'm, I'm really letting my hair down and I get a tap on my on shoulder I turn around a lovely little lady she says uh, excuse me Bobby she says uh, why did you take my terry off after, <laughs> in the second half and my wife my wife she, my wife was brilliant she said "Oh, I think he I think he's enjoying dancing at the moment Mrs Gibson <laughs> as she manoeuvred me around <laughs> so I didn't have to disclose anything tactically gone midnight to Mrs Gibson but about we, her son
2: you you slept with the FA Cup <laughs> yes um, you paraded the FA Cup there was an official parade through Merton of course yeah. didn't you Sunday. also do a separate individual parade yeah. round where you live in Bristol
4: yeah like a, lass, uh, a lady called Patsy Fry arranged it and I was driven through uh, and in the high street with the FA Cup and we were allowed to take the the FA Cup, anyway. a new car, though. This wasn't in a, This wasn't in a, on an open-top bus, was it? No, it was in a lovely open, t- uh, lo- lovely cream car, and I sat on the back, and <laughs> I had this, I had this young, um, the Queen of Porter's head and <laughs> We sat in there, and there I was with the FA Cup. We made the most of it, and one night my wife left me in Wimbledon, in the flat I was living in, and she went back to Porter's Head I was in a situation looking at the FA Cup, and I thought. Where are you going tonight? So I put the put it in bed with me in case anybody <laughs> like got into the flat. I, I slept with it every time I turned over. It was a bit cold. So Sam had this um, uh, like uh, all these dusters put together. So so we made a cover for the FA Cup so we could take it. So I put it back into these like uh, in these, all these dusters. So the stories Danny could go on. I'm well, on, let I'm me on.
2: let me just. Would you, don't um, Ray, can you reach across and take this into my hand? Don't look at it yet. Just, just don't look at it yet, because I'm going to say, um, in my mind, the crazy gang reflected themselves, and the real celebration for the FA Cup and what it meant to a, an anti-establishment club came on the Tuesday following it when you played against Chelsea. I think in, a, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a, <laughs> a testimonial for Alan Cork. Ten grand that cost me. Ray Houghton, turn that picture over and describe what you can see.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the FA Cup winner's mind, yes, 48 it is hours later. I do remember that. I do remember that picture. I remember that. But that was typical of what... What can you see on that back. picture? I, I can see a lot of backsides. <laughs> yeah. And you, spot the ball, it
2: says. Yeah. Do, do, you
4: want, do you want the real story?
2: Well, I don't, well, what story is there? A load of men no, bare no. their asses. No, they no,
4: were all shouting. The supporters were shouting, Vinny, Vinny, show us your bum. So Vinny did that. No, he so didn't. He didn't? No, me and him are the only two not in it. Oh, Oh, Terry. <laughs>
5: Get out, get out of that, get... <laughs> Vinnie had played the first half in goal. That was at half-time. Yeah. And we were swapping... I went in goal the second half. Oh, so yeah. we were swapping over a goalkeeping oh. shirt when that happened, and it saved us 750 quid each and, it it
2: and it's also saved me the sight of your
5: bottom, which is a good thing, trust me. <laughs>
4: I'm still learning, <laughs> oh, right? Eric, Eric,
5: Eric Young tried to get out of that with the FA, and he said, prove it's me. He's, the,
4: Young, like. he's the
2: only black player in the picture, yes.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: Let me Let's wrap up by right?
2: uh, uh, Rave, I'll start with you by asking. I mean, did, do you think that defeat? You talk about John Aldridge's reaction. Do you think that defeat um, had he had a real effect on Liverpool Football Club?
3: No, I don't, Danny, no. because the following season we uh, nearly did the double again. You know, it was the year of Hillsborough, unfortunately. Yes. Um, but we were within, what, a minute of winning the double when we played Arsenal last game of the season. We'd already beat Everton on the Saturday in the FA Cup final 3-2. And then we lost out uh, on goal difference. Well, not even goal difference. They scored more goals. It was actually yep. the same. The third level of differentiation. Yeah, it was a crazy situation. Probably still but laughing I don't think, at Eric Young's backside there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it really hampered us that much. Uh, in fact, in many respects, it, it actually kicked us on the following season to get to the final again. You know, we wanted to get that out of our system with the fact that you'd lost it Wembley and we were fortunate enough to do it the following season. Very good. Thank you very much, Ray. Well, I think the
2: last word should, I think it's only right, be left with the uh, the representative of Wimbledon FC. I can't say um what do you think it uh, did for Wimbledon Football Club. It doesn't really exist anymore in that form. But what did it mean for you, Bobby and Terry and for football in general? Because I- I'll throw my Tupney Hatemuth in. It was one of those events that makes you realise why it is the greatest sporting event in the world because the way it's set up football, the chaos of football, the better team doesn't always win and that's why it's the greatest sport on earth. And Wimbledon not only reiterated that but reinforced the legendary status of the FA Cup that afternoon.
4: I also believe that it's the greatest knockout cup in in, in the world and even a few weeks ago we, we have MK Dons versus AFC Wimbledon. Where else, Danny, would you get that in the world today? And it's been phenomenal. It's, it's been wonderful uh, as a as a person, as an individual. It's given me a lot of a lot of warmth, a lot of pleasure, um, and it, it's it's still there. And they'll never be able to take Wimbledon FC's name away from the FA Cup. We, the, won, we won
2: it. And the last word I'll leave with Terry because you, as you said, played only in one Cup final. Yep. But what a Cup final to play F- in! Fifteen
5: years of pro, one medal. And I'm thankful for that. You know, it's a it's a special day, special moment in FA Cup history. A team that had only been in the league football league eleven years, get themselves into the top flight, then winner at the FA Cup. Proud to be part of that, proud of the team that we beat as well, that we played against in, in that final. That makes it even more special. It, it, it could have been a number of other teams that Wimbledon might have won that FA Cup against, but the fact it was Liverpool makes it a memorable occasion for all of us. And I'm just glad every year May comes around, you watch the FA Cup final, you think for 15 years of playing, earned a few quid maybe, but the medal tops it all off.
2: You've been listening to an archive edition of Talk Sports, My Sporting Life with
4: Danny Kelly. Thanks for listening. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, ACAST, and Spotify for more top talk sport content.
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.